this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must I admit, I, 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 uh, 
there we are next i should uh it's i love all those kind of old tunes where you know it's kind of they're just good old-fashioned kind of you can play any kind of licks you know whether you're intermediate sort of guitar player or advanced level guitar yeah. you can kind of find something that'll sort of fit totally that's so. i know and that's why i use that song to teach a lot because yeah. it's like you can get in there you can actually have fun yeah you know like newer beginner students can really get in there and they're like yeah. it actually sounds like the song yeah and you're not worried kind of like halfway through you thinking oh my god there's different keys yeah and it's so crazy no, it's, you know, it's kind of really you know and it's a little you know it's a little bit of a weird yeah. arrangement but it works yeah and as everyone will know basically i basically i just play everything minor pentatonic and so i just as, as well you should yeah and so it's just a question of basically depending on how much you just add more distortion and play a bit faster and then yeah. you call that rock or you add less distortion and play it slower and then you call it blues there you go. <laughs> <It's> absolutely <laughs> well look Hey guys, it's Lee from Anderson's TV here, and I'm sure uh, this lady doesn't need any uh, introductions. It's Nita Strauss. Here we are. Um, <laughs> with two days to go of a mammoth six-week European clinic tour That's right. with, with these people. These guys, yeah. Um, the greatest guitars on planet Earth. Absolutely. Oh, guitars. So I thought we'd, you know, do a little interview here. Uh, I kind of want to nerd out on gear. Let's do it. Um, and as we were talking a little bit beforehand, ever since my little baby girl was born, I kind of want to talk to you about, you know, what are the challenges for, for women in playing guitar? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, anyway, we'll come to that. So sure. tell us a little bit about you as a, as a player then and how you've ended up. With an Ibanez guitar. Well, with an Ibanez <laughs> guitar and touring the world with, you know, one of the iconic kind of, you know, rock legends. Yeah. Um, so how did, how did that all you know, where did uh, it start? You know, it's it's really, I think, you know, it's so funny. I always hear people say, oh, wow, you know, this is overnight success, Nita Strauss. Well, I'm thinking, that's a long 14 years I was on the road that to be <laughs> overnight. You know, I've, I've been touring since 15. Wow. Uh, I'm 29 now, so it's 14 years I've been a touring guitar player. And uh, it's really just about being in the right place and being at the, and doing, you know, doing a good show every single night. Yeah. You know, the, the gig, the show that I ended up, you know, that ended up leading to the Alice Cooper gig, I was playing with a band called Femme Fatale. Yep. We were on the Monsters of Rock cruise, you know, with these rock cruises, there's like 40 bands. And uh, Kip Winger was in the audience. Right. And uh, he, of course, played with Alice in the 80s and uh, and saw the show and was really, you know, it was really, really cool of him when he found out Alice was looking for a guitar player to say, hey, I saw this girl, you should check her out, you yeah. know, to, rec to put your name forward. So really, it all boils down to playing every show like it's the show of a lifetime, that somebody's going to be there to see you. And how old were you when you kind of first got your, your first guitar? I was 13. I started oh. out playing drums and I was terrible. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I switched <laughs> to bass. And bass just didn't hold my interest. Yeah. And uh, then I picked up the guitar. And it wasn't until I saw the movie Crossroads that I really had that, aha. Well, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, I got it. You know, I had a, uh, my first... Name? Ralph uh, Macchio. Ralph Macchio, but that wasn't the magical one. Oh, okay. No, it, Ralph Macchio was not the one who started my love of, of the guitar. What started it, really put it all into perspective, was the scene at the end. Right. With the great Steve Vai. Yeah, absolutely. So only, I, I'm 100% sure if I hadn't seen that, I wouldn't be sitting here with you. I thought all of, all this close, isn't that one of those, I'm trying to think, you know, I think it's one of those guitar films I've never even seen, but aren't they all the really... You've never the, seen Crossroads? No, but people would say about there's the really bad... I'm leaving you guys. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Sorry. So nice. <laughs> You've never seen No, Crossroads. I kind of, I think Please. Spinal Tap's like the only kind of guitar movie okay. I've ever seen. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay, so, okay. 
So it's the journey, the story of the journey of a young guitar player yeah. uh, who's played by Ralph, Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid. Um, and in his journey to becoming the guitar player that he wants to be in life, uh, he goes to hell. Right. Like we all do. So it's the Robert Johnson story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, um, well, it's it's a variation of the Robert Johnson story. I'm not going to spoil it. You have to see okay. it. Um, and all you guys, if there's anybody that hasn't seen Crossroads, come on. You guys are all guitar players. Let's 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 do this properly here, shall we? Um, so, but in his journey towards you know becoming becoming you know growing into himself, finding his himself as a guitar player, uh, he goes to hell. Yeah. And he has this incredible guitar battle uh, right. against the devil's guitar player, who's played by Steve Vai. And I saw Vai in this movie, and I just sat bolt upright, and I was like. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I had the uh, little Squire Jumpstart yep. pack, yep. like they still sell today. Yep. Um, and of course, by the way, guys, you can't flutter on those. I tried. <laughs> like, you know, of course, the first thing I did was try to get these Vi tricks. Wow, wow, wow! Can't really do it. No, on this it doesn't track. really work on this. <laughs> but I've spent my whole career as a guitar player trying to be as cool as Steve Vai was in Crossroads. <laughs> All I know about that film is people say that they obviously you see kind of like the faraway shot of. of of Ralph, Ralph Macchio playing, playing. And, it's actually and then, really and then nice there's like a close-up of like a completely different hand, obviously, which is Steve Vai's hand allegedly. Uh, yeah, that that I'm not sure who's. I think I imagine it was Steve Vai's. I heard it, I heard that it was him that played all the really complex stuff in it, and uh, it was Ry Cooter that played the blues. Oh wow, blues part. So a little well, we uh, like him. A little crossroads trivia. Cool. <laughs> really. So works. so I can't believe that you literally uh, from a, a year you're touring essentially years, with yeah. a band. Oh, two years yeah, after, two years which is crazy. Playing. And when you say touring, what you're talking like giving up school and going for it? Or um, I did the first few tours I did were in the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, we did Vance Warp tour, you know, stuff like this that. This is so with which band? This just is just local bands oh, like, that like, I was okay. in. You know, nobody big. Um, my own, you know, writing my own music, yeah. playing my own music. You know, lying to bands about how old I was, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, just growing into. I would literally step on stage with any band that would have me. I didn't care if it was rock, yeah. death metal, pop. Jazz, no, I didn't actually haven't done any jazz, but I, you know, I would fake it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, playing with a DJ, playing with a cover yeah. band, you know, which, which I did for many years, anything just to get me on a stage and get me doing what I love and perfect my craft. I think everyone would say that, wouldn't they? I mean, I, I, I remember starting, I think I was probably 14, 13, 14, similar mm -hmm. age, and 16, 17 years old, joined a band, and that kind of first, and I joined a band as well, and this is my tip to you, I joined a band where the other guitar player was way better than I was. That's so, it's a great and, way, yeah. it's a great way to get better. Courtney from the Iron Mains was like that with me. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm in a band with her, you know, we were like pretty, pretty, she's really good at some things, I'm really good at other things, but our styles complement each other really yeah. well. It's and great the, to be in a band with somebody you can The learning accelerates yeah. so fast when pressure's on, isn't it? Absolutely. I say pressure's on, most of the geese idea was like three guys and a dog watching, but this <laughs> Still Sometimes pressure. that's more pressure than than thousands of people. You know, if there's only a few people saying they're watching. It's it. You know, then you can see the whites of all their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, okay. So we, we, you've done the band thing. When was the first? So the first big break then was this cruise that you were on when Kip Winger saw you. Or were you no, oh you no, were I was doing a lot band. of stuff before then. Yeah, so, yeah. So what, was where was Jermaine the first Jackson's big break? Band. Then? That was probably that was probably oh, yeah. the first big one that I did. Um, that was in uh, 2010. I was playing in Jermaine Jackson's band. Um, and that was a totally different experience, yeah. you know, playing, uh, going from being just like a shred kid yeah. from Santa Monica, just like sitting in my room playing Malmsteen songs and, you know, touring <laughs> with metal bands and playing Iron Maiden songs and this kind of stuff to going out and, you know, playing funk, playing funk songs, playing iconic, uh, 
you know, with a great funk band playing. They had a lot of Michael Jackson's band in the group, and Mike Scott, you know, playing guitar. There was the other guitar player, and Mike Scott, of course, can yeah. play more with one note on one string than I can play with every demented arpeggio that I know. Uh, and that's such a great education. It's like yeah. you say, playing with, with guitar players that are, you know, that can teach you a lot. And I learned a lot from Mike Scott on that, you know, on those shows. So that takes us kind of so you did the, the, the Jermaine Jackson thing and then... The, uh, the Iron Maidens for Iron a while. Maidens, yeah. yeah, the all-female tribute to Iron yeah. Maiden. Uh, really, really great band. And again, it's such a great education. What's your nickname in that band? Mega Murray. That's it, yeah, Mega Murray. Yeah, I was Dave. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mega Murray. Um, and, uh, you know, there's not really a good female. You know, Courtney's Adriana Smith. Yeah. You know, they've got Nikki McBrain and Steph Harris. But Dave doesn't really have a... Oh, and of course, Bruce Chickenson. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of hard to make a good female name out of Dave. Yes. So I got Mega Murray. Well, I found fine. that one. Um, but it's such a great education, Lee. Yeah. Like, uh, getting inside the head of your favorite guitar players. You know, yeah. I always encourage people at my clinics and, you know, students and stuff to really learn the solos of these iconic players. Yeah. You know, if you love Slash or if you love Vi or if you love Marty Friedman, you know, learn a Megadeth solo or learn a Guns N' Roses solo all the way through. Yeah. So that way you can really see where that song came from, where where the licks come from. Not just like, oh, I love this one lick, yeah. but how you go into it and how you get out of it and really, you know, structurally it helps so much. Yeah. And that was a great education for me playing those Iron Maiden tunes. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, it's, Absolutely. So how, how much teaching, do you still do teaching? I don't you, anymore. No. no, no. I'm thinking about, you know, now maybe doing some Skype stuff now mm -hmm. that I've got time. But mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into that world yet. I'm a little hesitant, you know, and I know we're going to talk about the female guitar player yeah. thing. I don't want it to be creepy. Like, I don't yeah, want to yeah. Skype with people I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I already have a separate Skype account for mm -hmm. interviews and stuff. So I could use that one. Oh, cool. And, uh, but I just... I don't want to. I don't know. I have some weird idea about skyping people from that I don't know from my hotel rooms. You it, it know, it always it always surprises me how many you know guitar players that that, that are pretty high profile players yeah. who will still say, you know, what, I'll do some Skype lessons. Yeah. You know, it's like why not? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely. I think, well, I'll put a link in the description section below of any of any kind of addresses you yeah. happy to make public. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, cool. So, I think it'd be fun. I really do. Because I'm a guitar player's guitar player at heart. Mm -hmm. I love talking to other people about playing guitar. And I love sharing any kind of, you know, little tips or anything I picked yeah. up along the way. So I think it would be really fun to okay. teach. So let's talk about gear. Yeah. Um, massive, massive gear nerds here, obviously. Yeah, um, so what, when did you first come across Ibanez? I first got, uh, got my first Ibanez maybe around age 18. Okay. 18 or 19. And, uh, you know, I had so many guitars. I don't know why I didn't have an Ibanez yet, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, you know, I was, like, jumping around. I, I had a couple ESPs. I had a, a couple Gibsons. I had a Parker Fly. I had mm -hmm. a Washburn. I had a Strat. You know, all these guitars. And, uh, you know, I was touring, you know, all the time playing. And uh, I got an RG120, which yep. I don't think you guys even have here. Uh, it is the cheapest. I was going to say it's a pretty basic RG yeah, model. Yeah, it's the cheapest it? range. Kind of this this it, shape. But. Yeah, yeah, that same shape. It's got uh, it's got a whammy bar, but it doesn't even have a double locking trim. Like yeah. it's just got the bar. Oh, it's got like yeah, the basic sort just of strap the, style. Yeah, you know, most basic. Yeah. No body, yeah. no cutaway in the body yeah. for the for the bridge or anything. And as soon as I picked up this cheap cheap mm. Ibanez, I was like, it was like seeing Crossroads for the first time all over again. I was like, why didn't anybody tell me this was here? 
So like, what was it that appealed then? Just the, the skinny neck? Or it's the, the neck. Or the... It's a lot about the neck yeah. for me. Um, you know, these guitars, uh, this is a Super Wizard profile, mm -hmm. Super Wizard neck profile, and it's really flat. Yeah. You know, a lot of, even the Shred guitars, the Jacksons and the ESPs don't have this really flat yeah. profile. And to me, it's like driving a Ferrari. You know, you can, there's a lot of cars that'll get you safely where you yeah. need to go and get you there at the time you need to be there. But if you want to get there fast, yeah. take the Ferrari. You know, this is, <laughs> this is my Ferrari. Uh, so I, I love these necks, you know, and uh, it's so easy to play. Yeah. So you're on S series now. This is an is S that, series. Yeah. Is that like a contour thing? Just feels more comfortable to play, or um, lighter weight, reasons. or there's a couple reasons. Uh, I do love how thin it is. Mm -hmm. I love how thin this body is. Um, it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's so light, and uh, and I do about 200, 250 shows a year between clinics and mm -hmm. and Alice shows. So I need something that's light and comfortable. Yeah. And then it's so well balanced. This guitar. It's you important, see. isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you hold it at the neck joint, you can probably see on the camera, I'm not even grabbing yeah, it, you know. Yeah. You hold it at the neck joint, uh, it's perfectly balanced. Yeah. And that makes such a huge difference. You know, you're not fighting gravity with your guitar yeah. all the time. Yeah. Or if you have a Dean, you're not fighting that headstock <laughs> all the time. Um, and it's just it just stays where you put it. Yeah. And then, of course, no discussion of Ibanez guitars would be complete without our friend, the bridge. Yeah, because they kind of, they're unique in, in that... If you look at ESPs and Jacks and mm -hmm. stuff like that, most of those guys will use a Floyd, use a Floyd which Rose, is cool. Yeah. You know, Very Floyd cool. Rose, great. But Ibanez have kind of gone their own way with, and designed their own. They've designed uh, trim their own bridge. They? Yeah, they've designed their own trim system. This is a ZR, and mm -hmm. it's the most stable bridge I've ever used. Yeah, because um, you've got on. The, if you flip the guitar around, the guys can see you've got. That's a kind of a feat. Uh, here we go. Like the, I can't yeah, remember what they the, call it's that. It's got the thumb screw. Trim yeah. lock or trim lock or something. Uh, it's got it's got the ball bearing in it. The zero resistance system. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's got that in it. Um, and it's so, like, you can literally shake this guitar around. I do this on stage all the time. Pick it up and shake it around by the bar. Still Never goes out of tune, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. you can do anything to these things. And uh, Is that the stock pickups in them, or have you played around a little bit, changing pickups oh, I on change guitars? Oh, I change pickups like I change shoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is also not that often, actually. So what's but, in um, there, then? Uh, these are DiMarzio Gravity Storms mm -hmm. in this one here, um, and a True Velvet in the middle. I'm obsessed with the True Velvet pickup. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, these ones I change out every once in a while. I'll use Evolutions, mm -hmm. or I'll use uh, a Tone Zone and an Air Norton, or a Super 3 and an Evo in the in the neck. But uh, the True Velvet is the constant. I've actually got one on every single one of my guitars. I'm really, I'm really surprised about that, because I, I mean, I'm... I'm I own a couple of guitars that are HSH uh -huh. things, and it's like the, the middle pickup for me is a complete afterthought. I don't. See, I never, that's a so lot where, of guitar you, players like that. Maybe you don't have the right middle pickup. Where do you I use it? You use it on its own, or when I use it, it on its own. I use it on its own. It's just as a what? Only, clean tone. Yeah. Or? Uh, I use it for clean. It's got a really nice. Uh, I can show you yeah. here. It's got. Um, like a lot of clarity mm. in this middle pickup you know a lot and this one also the great thing about it is we haven't really dialed in the clean sound on this mm -hmm. amp but uh it doesn't lose a lot of clean a lot of middle pickups use their lose bleh. a lot of single coil middle pickups lose uh a lot of their intensity when you get higher up the neck okay this one keeps its clarity and it keeps mm. its warmth you know it doesn't get tinny like a lot of other ones so yeah, it's, it's, it's i'm again i must have to, uh, I've got a lovely, even on strats that I've got, I never mm -hmm. I never use that. 
Yeah, and I didn't use to either. Um, I use it a lot in the Alice set. I use mm -hmm. it on the more vintagey kind of songs. I use it a lot in Welcome to My Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got that kind of, uh, let's see. You know, and it gives like... Want that attack, yes. that modern sounding attack. You wanna, you wanna warm it out a little yeah. bit, make yeah. it, give it that single coil sound. So I use it, uh, I use it a lot for that. And then I use it on clean, on clean sounds. Uh, if you're using an acoustic simulator like an AC3, yeah. or I've got one on my Rocktron, and uh, yeah. it sounds amazing on those. And as is well. this the the guitar you'll use for pretty much a whole set? Or uh, this is my main guitar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you've seen me play with Alice, or if you've seen any videos on YouTube, chances are this is the guitar. Yeah. 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 Cool. So you don't use different drop tunings and stuff, and have to swap guitars out. Uh, we the do. Set we do. Uh, we do a couple songs in drop D. Mm -hmm. We're in E flat, so it's uh, you know drop C sharp. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's really the only time. And uh, you I have more of these, do you? Just in, in different tunings. Yeah, I switch guitars. Uh, you know, from time to time, I use it. And this is actually stock. This isn't mm -hmm. a custom shop or anything. You know, this is a stock guitar that Ibanez makes. Yeah. Um, I use an S five four seventy. I can never remember. Is it S five four seventy? No, which no, one's this? No, this one's not. Um, I don't even. Do you know, know you've stuck the gaffer tape over where the model number is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is my pick holder. See? Oh, I okay. see. You're so, highly expensive. Yeah, my uh, really expensive. Uh, <laughs> can probably. See? So yeah, we'll. Yeah. Uh, I will find out the model of that and put it. In. I think it is. It's an S five something. I think. I think it might be a five four seventy. Well, here's the secret about this because I'm usually really good about knowing that kind of stuff. I was. Uh, tricked, not tricked, a trick implies it was done on purpose. Um, when I asked for this guitar, it was kind of on short notice yeah. uh, because I was getting ready to leave on tour with Alice and I had, you know, the whole thing happened really quickly. It happened in the span of about three weeks. Yeah. From audition to to being on tour, you know, happened in about three weeks. Cool. And uh, so I called up Ibanez and I said, I need something, you know, because I was playing RGs, you know, I have my wild Ninja Turtles RG and my red one and all this stuff and, you know, the Alice look is really different. They, they were really pushing me toward a Les Paul. Right. And I said, I don't really don't want to play Les Paul. Yeah. I want to play something I'm comfortable with. Yeah. I've been with Ibanez a long time. You know, this is really what I want to play. So I thought I'd compromise by getting a guitar that was more classic looking yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, so I got the uh, Tobacco Burst S series yeah. and I ended up with this one. I said, what guitar is this? They're like, oh, it's just one that we had here at the shop. I think it's one that we made for somebody and that they didn't pick it up or something. I was like, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like so literally until this tour that yeah. I'm on right now, I thought this was a one off. I thought, oh I'm the only one that has one. This is so cool. <laughs> you know, it's it's not really a custom shop, but it's like a custom shop because it's only mine. And then somebody brought one to one of my clinics for me so to sign. Please sign this. Yeah. It's identical. It is it, it is identical. Damn, and then I Googled is. his and it is exactly the same. I believe I I would have to look again. I believe it is a five four seventy. I would have to double check well, that. We'll find out. We'll find out. But I I, but think I was you're like, right. where it's... did you literally I looked at the guy and said, Did you have that made? He said, What? No. <laughs> like I was crazy. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, but uh but you know, whether or not it's a one of a kind, it's a beautiful guitar. I'm yeah, actually glad it's, it's cool. not one of a kind because uh, now we're going to Yeah, that's can true. If you it. lose it, yeah, absolutely. You can just get another one. Everybody can enjoy yeah. it, yeah. So let's talk about pedals. I'm a huge pedal fan. I mean I know we 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 you're a long time Black Star user. Yes, that's so right. we've got the Series One uh, hundred watt head here, which I think is pretty similar to what I don't I think you use the the, the EL thirty four. EL thirty four is the one I use, yeah. So similar. Um, pedals wise? Absolutely nothing. Really? Not a single thing. And I'll tell you why. Come on then. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because I feel bad now in the sense of, for the same reason I haven't watched Crossroads, the fact that you don't have any pedals. No, no. I should walk out the internet. No, I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you why. Because, uh, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with compact pedals. I think compact pedals are amazing. Yeah. I've just never been a guitar player that likes to think a whole lot mm -hmm. on stage. I don't want to be thinking about, you know, okay, something's off in the signal chain. What needs batteries? What yeah. needs this and that? And, uh, and also, I don't want to be thinking, you know, I have a solo coming up. I don't want to think, okay, I have four bars until my solo. Better get the compressor off, noise gate yeah. off, reverb on, delay on, boost, this, that. It's just... It's just too much math for me, Lee. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't all I want to be thinking about is is the crowd and yeah. how you know just being happy and just yeah. being on stage. So what I use for effects is a Rocktron Prophecy Two. It's actually a MIDI preamp. Yeah. Uh, so I can use it to drive everything a little harder if I want to. Yeah. Um, I've got all that wrapped up in the back, um, and I just use a Rocktron All Access on the floor. So you're still ma you're not sequencing the changes or anything. No, like no, that. no. So you're still having to remember. Uh, sometimes my tech also. I have a slave pedal board yeah. in the back, so my tech does. He can realize he's she's thirty yards away from yeah, the pedal she's board. Not gonna he's never going to gonna make yeah. it. Oh. He does. He's pretty good. My does tech he, does he even have great. the wah that he sits there kind of doing this, or uh, do you do your own wah No, I uh, I use an ADSR envelope. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, it's just an auto. It's an, it's an auto wah. Yeah, it's an attack wah. So it's triggered by the yeah. pick, yeah. and uh, so everyone thinks you know because I do a solo in the Alice Cooper set where it's a lot of wah going on. Yeah. Everybody thinks my tech must be in the back moving it for me. <laughs> And uh, no, it's actually an attack wah, and I love it so much. It's actually, you have to adjust your playing, yeah. as I'm sure you know, so much with an attack wah because you can't pick too much. Yeah. You sound wah, 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 it sounds like a crazy person, you know, and it's not even humanly possible to move your foot like that. So it's a lot more legato, a yeah. lot less picking, you know, a lot more fluid style of playing, which uh, was great for me to adopt that. Cool. Yeah, I really enjoy that's, it. That's always been for me. That's that's the pinnacle when you know you've made it in that you have a tech that does your own wah wah movement. For yeah, you. right. I no, think that, no. That's 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 the pinnacle. My you've, tech, you've Brian that, would. You, I think. <laughs> my tech would. My tech, my tech, Brian is so patient with me and all my gear and all my stuff. And I think it helps that I'm such a gearhead and I know, you know, yeah. when I first got my rack out, I had some issues. You know, I had to change out a few things, and uh, and it was just so, you know, he had never seen like that kind of exactly what I was using before. He's like, what do you need me to do? Okay, what needs to go where? I said, just hold the light. <laughs> and he said, thank you. He held the light. I was like, psh, 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 this, okay, main out, effects send, blah, 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 dun, dun, dun. And, uh, and it's just, it's so easy. You know, it's so easy just having a MIDI controller yeah. on the floor because it just frees up your mind. And if you're recording, are you still very much trying to emulate the same live rig when you're recording, or do you go, you know, Axe Effects or Kemper or something? I use like the Rockchon directly when I record. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use the Rockchon Prophecy directly when I record. And I've actually had the exact same unit. I just got a second one as a backup, mm -hmm. literally at NAMM this year, January of, this, of 2016. I've had my same unit since 2008. Wow. The exact same unit has been all over the world with me, haven't even had a backup for it. And I've spent so long dialing in these sounds that they're yeah. just perfect for the yeah. way I play. Yeah. So when I record, it's really like, yeah, I, you know, I could get a camper. I would love to have one just to have one, you know, and an Axe Effects and all this stuff. But really, I've spent so much time. It's like a labor of love with, yeah. with my preamp. So yeah. I just record directly with that. The Prophecy 2, it really, you know, for me, it's, it's the perfect situation. Yeah. Well, if, if you've got a sound that you like. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It ain't broke. So I really want to talk. I was saying to you before, uh, it's always been a... Um, Kind of both commercially speaking for me as someone that makes a living selling guitars. Yeah. It's always been uh, something commercially thinking, well, if, if, if as many uh, women play the guitar as guys do, then potentially we double the size of the, you know, sales. Yeah, sure. And then uh, my little girl was born, you know, not so long ago, three, two or three years ago. Aww. And since then it kind of became a bit more of a personal yeah. thing as to like, well, look, you know, I know 
we can't just click your fingers and, and make a female Jimi Hendrix appear that'll aspire, yeah. inspire, <laughs> you know, a whole generation of ladies to take up the guitar. But, you know, I'm kind of interested in, you're, you're the exception rather than the rule, aren't you, in terms of like a, a, a successful female touring guitar player? I guess so, a little bit. Um, I guess I guess a little bit. And, uh, and it's changing now. It really is, slowly but surely. You know, you see this great crop of female guitar players coming out, you know, not just Orianti, of course, mm -hmm. but... Irene Kitakiti and Gretchen Men and Neely Brosh and uh, Jen Majora, who's in Evanescence now, and mm -hmm. Courtney and Nikki from the Iron Maidens. Like, there's so many amazing female guitar players coming out. I'm just so happy to be yeah. a part of it in some small way, you know. So, would you do you think do you think that the industry could have done something and should do something to be more engaging and make it better, or do you just think it's time and it just is naturally going to? Um to, to improve in terms of numbers? I think it's just the time. I think it just is what it is. I don't think there's anything that the industry specifically did to target male mm. musicians over female musicians. It's. I think it's the rock scene, mm. you know, the music scene that makes it more uncomfortable. You know, yeah. it's, there is definitely, you know, I, I love to say that playing guitar in a band as a woman is exactly like playing guitar as a guy, but the reality is there are some differences, mm. you know. Uh, a female guitar player, you know, if a, a regular looking dude guitar player gets on stage, no one's ever going to look at that guy and before he plays a note and think he's not going to be any good. Yeah. And that unfortunately happens to me every single time I get on stage. Oh, who's that girl? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and my job is just to let them know. Yeah. You know, they might walk me, they might walk in wondering if I can play. Hopefully they leave knowing that I can play. You know? So as, as, a, as someone, you know, I mean, I can influence obviously the way in which uh, our store um, approaches uh, mm. how uh, engaging we are for women that come in but is there anything that you know I'd love to know what 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 we could do better um, to it's it's encouraging to hear that it that, that you think it's moving in the right direction and, it, and it perhaps is. in another 20 30 years time it will just be you know, that it'll be completely you yeah. know, equal. Listen, playing guitar is hard work. Yeah. You know, not everybody's cut out for for hard work. And, you know, like when I was in high school, I was sitting by myself. I didn't, I wasn't going out with friends. I wasn't mm. going on dates. You know, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 18. Like I was sitting at home playing guitar. Mm. I was literally sitting at home practicing guitar in my room. And, you know, it's, it's not a lifestyle that's for everybody, males or females. Yeah. And um, I think as an industry, all people can really do is work towards treating everybody exactly the same. Yeah. You know, whether it's in a music shop or whether yeah. it's in, you know, anywhere, anywhere, going out to clubs, going yeah. out to rock shows, going out to, or, or any type of yeah. music, going out to concerts, you know. But the days when I used to walk into a guitar center in L.A. and get asked uh, if I was shopping for my boyfriend yeah. are not really so common anymore. No. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it happens. But it used to happen every time I walked into a guitar mm. store, and that's really not the case anymore. So it's really, it's amazing to see it going the right direction. I, that's, I mean, because I, I, I know um, a couple of brands going back five or six years, ten years even, did this whole, let's make the guitars pink and sparkly, and maybe, and I was kind of, and, oh. and, and I, we sold some of those, and I, was, and I was involved with that in the early, and thinking, well, maybe that is the way to go. But actually, I just, in hindsight, I think you're right. I think it's just about saying, look, when someone comes into your guitar store, male, female, young, old, she just treat them, treat them all the same. Treat them exactly the same. Honestly, I find that that whole pink and sparkly movement, mm. I don't want to say offensive, but mm. maybe a little offensive, mm. you know. Patronizing, maybe. Patronizing, you know. Mm. And, and listen, I have a pink guitar. Mm. I know a lot of guys that have pink yeah, guitars. Yeah, it's not the pink I have that's a, the I have a pink. I have a pink <laughs> Gem 777, you know, and I love it. And it's my dream guitar. I've always yeah. wanted one, and now I have one. 
but you don't need to make it you don't need to put hello kitty on a guitar for a girl to buy it yeah you know i had somebody earlier on this tour say to me you know are you gonna are you ever gonna have a signature series and i said well i'm hoping to of yeah. course someday and they said make sure it has a feminine touch mm. and i said what would that be mm. a handle like a purse because then it's just a gem <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's you know, like I don't know the, what a what a feminine the touch instrument on the itself isn't you know, as I mean, opposed to the masculine lines of how a guitar is now. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah, it's but not, there's nothing doesn't need to be feminized or masculinized. No, I agree, and it, just even you know? physically as well. You think you know any once you hit 12, 13 years old, you're kind of big enough for a full size instrument. You know, yeah, guitar. absolutely. So I, I don't see that the whole. No, I, I mean that's refreshing to hear. Yeah, and and I will tell you one of the coolest th experiences I've had uh, over the last few years that I've had the chance to, you know, to play these bigger shows and do these clinic tours is meeting a lot of young girl guitar players, yeah. sometimes five six years old, that uh, that and some of them have that pink guitar. They have that mm. little pink Ibanez micro, yeah. and it's so cute and it yeah. actually plays pretty good. I've played a few of them before, and. Um, and I say, what do you like to play? They say ACDC, you know, like, and they and yeah. they're banging it out. And, uh, you know, almost every day when I'm on tour, I get a Facebook post or an Instagram post or something from a parent saying, I brought my daughter to yeah. see the show, and now she wants a guitar. Well, that, that's got to be the, you know, I hope so. That's the whole reason. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's the whole reason why I, we do I, what we I do. I genuinely do. And it would be great, you know, in, in 20 years' time, you, hopefully you won't be the exception anymore. You know, they'll Absolutely. Just be, Absolutely. I already feel less like the exception yeah. than I used yeah. to. In fact, yeah. <laughs> and, and even just the fact that we're talking about it, I hope in 20 years' time we don't even talk about it. Because yeah. then it's just... Yeah, you know, I wonder sometimes if if, uh, if anybody asks Greg Howe who his favorite black guitar player is. Because I get asked all the time, you know, who were your heroes growing up? Is it Jennifer mm -hmm. Batten? Was it, you know, or not even Jennifer, usually they say, was it Lita Ford or was mm -hmm. it Hart? You know, was it into the Runaways? And, uh, and I said, no, my heroes were Steve Vai and Cetriani mm -hmm. and Paul Gilbert and... Marty Freeman and Jason Becker, it never occurred to me to seek out a female yeah. role model. And then, of course, once I discovered Jennifer, was, Jennifer was my hero, you know, but yeah. I didn't even know who Jennifer was. And uh, maybe, like you're saying, in 20 years' time, you won't have to seek out a mm. female role model. They'll just be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, look. It's been an absolute pleasure Likewise. you coming over. Thank you and, so much for And, uh, yes, two more days, three more days of, of clinics and then home for some... Put your slippers on, cup of tea, or whatever you do in Los Angeles. Home to, home to record my solo record. <laughs> oh, you're kidding like going me. straight into the studio. So zero time it. off. Yeah, maybe I'll go home, kiss my boyfriend, hug my dogs, maybe do some laundry, and then right into the studio. Well, that's a rock and roll lifestyle. Absolutely it is. I wouldn't trade for anything. <laughs> right. Anyway, look, I will put some information below uh, if you want to find out more about Nita Strauss and uh, her music. Uh, but for now, yes, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, good time. luck with everything. Thank See you, you soon. Captain. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time.